and welcome to another impactful episode of Dr. Essie Speaks Education Podcast Show. I am Dr. Essie McCoy, your award-winning podcast host. Furthermore, I am an award-winning educator, motivational speaker, seven times Amazon best-selling author, international best-selling author, magazine contributor, and coach. Also, I am the president, CEO, and founder of my own educational consulting company, Dr. Essie Speaks, LLC. I assist you in elevating your leadership skills so that you can turn your challenges into opportunities, failures into successes, ensure that responsibilities are fulfilled and enhance your capacity to lead. Today's show is with an educator who is making an impact in higher education. She has been blessed to serve and she serves at an HBCU while operating her own consulting business. My honored guest is none other than Dr. Sydney Davis Richardson. Let me share a little bit more about her journey. Dr. Richardson has spent her career investing in higher education and business for adult women. Her career began as an instructor of English at North Carolina Agriculture and Technical State University, known as A&T State University, where she had her first adult student, age 74 years old. Dr. Richardson often says that she learned more from this student than the other way around. From there, she worked at Salem College for 10 years as director of the writing center, assistant professor of education, and then dean of adult education. In all aspects, she mentored and advocated for adult learners as she felt that they were often not thought of. Afterwards, Dr. Richardson served as Dean of College and Career Readiness at Forsyth Technical Community College, where she operated a department geared towards adult basic education students, adult high school students, and English language learners. She then returned to the university where she started North Carolina A&T State University and now serves as department chair and associate professor of leadership studies, adult education, and school administration. However, her time has not been spent solely in higher education. What started off as volunteering at nonprofits 20 years ago turned into a consulting business, ROK Leader, LLC, where she now helps with nonprofit and for-profit board development. Her focus is on planning and development to ensure that boards are sustainable. She also offers workshop sessions on aspects of leadership development. Within the community, Dr. Richardson remains active with projects focused on areas of women, family, and self-care. On a regular basis, she blogs on her site, ROK Leader, and writes a monthly article for Triad Moms on Maine about topics related to children and family. She and her family find regular projects to involve themselves in. She often speaks to women's groups and within the triad. Dr. Richardson graduated with a BA in political science with a minor in English from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro, a master's in English and African American literature from North Carolina A&T State University, and a PhD in educational leadership and cultural studies from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. She researches dynamics of women, inter-employee, adult learners, and methods of narrative research. She lives in Louisville, North Carolina with her husband, two children, and their rescue dog, a red hound. I'm going to take a quick commercial break. And when I come back, I'll give my guest, Dr. Richardson, an opportunity to share with our listening audience. 
As always, remember to check out my website at www.dressiespeaks.com where you can find all my books about school transformation, school leadership, and so much more. In addition, you can check out my latest Amazon and international best-selling book. I'll be right back. Are you ready to join the billion-dollar podcasting industry? If so, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is ready for you. Whether you're just starting out and have no equipment or you are a seasoned pro but need help with production, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio has everything you need. Conveniently located in Middletown, Delaware, Blake's state-of-the-art production facilities make producing your first or 100th podcast a breeze. No matter what kind of project you have in mind, the professionals at Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio can help with your production or give you the tools to produce it on your own. At the heart of Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is award-winning blogger, vlogger, and CEO, Antoinette Blake. And her goal is simple, to help one more entrepreneur be successful. So stop making excuses and start making your podcast, audiobook, e-course, and other online dreams come true. Call Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio now. 302-261-3530. That's 302-261-3530. Greetings. This is Dr. Essie McCoy, your podcast host of Dr. Essie Speaks Education. I am elated to bring you a weekly show where I discuss everything about education. That's right. What you want to know, what you don't know, and what you need to know will be aired each Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Get ready, mark your calendar, and tune in to this show as we keep the pulse on education from an award-winning educator. Remember, once again, to tune in every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Welcome back to Dr. Essie Speaks Education, your award-winning podcast host, Dr. Essie McCoy. Again, my special guest is Dr. Sydney Davis Richardson, amazing individual in so many ways, and I can tell you, you are such a positive example in really how to make an impact in the field of education and especially in higher education. Congratulations on all your success. And I know that our listeners will benefit greatly from the conversation today. So welcome to my show. Thanks for being my special guest and tell us how are you doing? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am doing well. I'm excited to be here and I I'm excited to talk about everything. Indeed. And you have such a rich bio. I mean, wow, I'm always amazed at educators, all the different roles and responsibilities they fulfill. So I'm just really excited and ready to jump right into it. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, because you're not just an educator, but you are an entrepreneur and some of the things that you've been up to lately. Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much. Um, you know, in terms of education, I've been in I've been in higher ed for a little over 17 years, working with adult students, especially adult women students. I'm teaching a variety of subjects, building programs, and right now I'm happy to be in that stage where I really get to do the thing I love, which is teach, mentor, and advise, and really research. And then on the side of that, I I do run my own business where I help women sort of transition into new careers, new areas of life. And all of that is really based off of the advising methods that I used with our adult learners a long time ago. Wow. You know, I heard you say that you love research. And I recall I'm having a flashback to when I worked on my dissertation and I had to do all that research. 
Oh my, I can't say that I loved it, but indeed it helped me because it gave me an opportunity to really gain a wealth of knowledge and look through different lenses. And now, you know, 14 times author and seven times um, best-selling author. So I know that only was the foundation. And so I'm glad to hear somebody out there loves to research. <laughs> so yes. I, know, I know that, you know, we are all inspired by someone. So tell us who inspired you. You know, it's going to sound cliche, but truly my family, especially the women in my family, about four years ago, I started doing an Ancestry.com. And I just I tell everyone I went down the rabbit hole with this one, but the more I learned about the people in my family, especially the women in my family and the things that they've done, it, it makes me feel like I can do anything. So they really do serve as the inspiration for me. Wow. You know, I'm glad that you said that because family and our legacy and our richness in our family is so very important to who we are and how we navigate in this world. So family inspired you. What a story, my mind. And so tell us, how did you get started in the field of education and with your business? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I tell everyone, um, I got started in the field by accident. Uh, I was a grad student. I was tutoring. I was waitressing multiple times over to pay for tuition. And the tutoring hours got low. And a professor of mine said, you need to teach. And I walked into the classroom. And truly, I never looked back. Um, it was something that I enjoyed doing. I loved working with students. I loved that whole reciprocal teaching learning process that happens with students. And I said, okay, this is what I want to do. And then um, probably about 10 years in, when I was really focused on working with our adult students, our adult women students, I realized that there really wasn't an advising method that worked for them. And that helped them to learn, but also focus on other areas of their lives that deeply impacted their education. And so that started on sort of just developing a new way to really advise them in a way that would help make them successful in all areas within the classroom and outside of it. And that started our okay leader. And so it started with blogs and taking on a couple of clients and it's just boomed since then. Well, congratulations. And you know, it's amazing how we can navigate to where we are and we don't, when we start out, we don't necessarily see the end, but somehow, like you said, by accident, you got into it. But by accident, mm -hmm. you can do it. And we open ourselves up to new opportunities and you never know where it will take you and look at you now. So what are some <laughs> challenges that you faced? Oh, gosh. <laughs> you name it, I faced it. Uh, you know, I don't think people realize how rough education is, especially how rough higher education is. When you look at the number of tenured professors and administrators, they are still, they are mostly male. They are usually older. They are mainly white. Um, and then you've got a pocket of people from other races and women who, you know, <laughs> who, who can get tenured and who could move up into administration. So my challenge was really trying to navigate that, knowing what was already up against me. Um, and trying to figure out, you know, how exactly do I move forward being my authentic self, you know, not trying to emulate the people around me that I see where I know what they're doing won't work for me. 
And then, so that, so that was a huge challenge that I, I still battle till this day, but I think I've gotten more creative in terms of navigating obstacles. And then the other piece is being a young mother in higher ed. Um, I had my daughter three months after getting my dissertation and right before promotion. And everything you hear in higher ed is, you know, don't have a baby until you get tenure. Don't have a baby until you do X, Y, Z. And I had a baby like right in the middle of everything. And I remember having her and coming home, resting for a couple of days and then teaching online because I had to continue that continuity. And then I had my second child. Um, when he was 11 months, I became a dean. And <laughs> I remember being on Zoom meetings pre-COVID, um, being on Zoom meetings and nursing him. And thank goodness my mother was there to take him and burp him and change him. But, um, you know, those were some really hefty challenges just as being a woman and being a woman of color. Um, but at the same time, I find that those stories help other people who are in my situation or in different situations. Cause I can say, here's how you gotta be creative. Here's how you have to shift. Um, but those obstacles, <laughs> they keep coming. I do understand that, trust me, after being in um, you know, public education and higher education for 32 years. And you may not know this about me, but I did teach um, at one period of my journey at A&T State University, ITT Technical mm. Institute, and then um, George Mason University. So I know those challenges that you're yeah. talking about. And I know what you're talking about when you say being a young mother. Um, but you know what mm -hmm. I say? Because I was just like you. I had two young kids. Thank goodness I had family support. Um, but if you set goals and you work hard, you can do it day by day, step by step. Yes. Just keep moving forward. And to the listeners that are out there, don't think that you are stuck where you are. This is just the beginning. Take that next step. Mm -hmm. I recall so many conversations that I've had with young people who have kids. And I tell them all the time, don't give up. Keep moving forward. You can do this. We believe in you. I believe in you. Believe in yourself. Set goals. Work hard. And just keep dreaming and keep moving forward. So I thank you for sharing that. And tell us about your greatest success that you've experienced thus far. Mm. You know, I think my greatest success, there, there are multiple successes. Um, I think my greatest success was when I started getting calls just to speak or to help collaborate on a project just for my expertise. Um, and I, and I believe you can appreciate this as well. You know, when you're in higher ed, we put so much stuff out there, but when people start calling us, it's like, oh my gosh, you, you have listened to what I said. You've read my stuff, you value my work. And that just puts you on a different level, um, in terms of how you feel, because I've always known I was valuable, but it makes it even that much more sweet when other people are starting to jump on and say, hey, I wanna to listen to you more. So I, I love when that happens. Well, you know, I can tell you really do love what you do because you talked about loving research and I'm just sitting here thinking, man, I remember <laughs> through that journey of writing, once again, my dissertation and doing all that research. I did not love it at the time, but you know what? I mm -hmm. love to write now, but I love to write motivational, inspirational about my journey yes. and to share with others so that I can help them and give them strategies that they can implement, you know, practical ideas and not uh, mm -hmm. 
500 page book that they have to read, but it's <laughs> right there. You can go and use it the next day. And so thank you for yes. sharing that. And so tell us, how do you think that you are continuing to help people? And what do you foresee, not only as you serve in higher education, but with your business as you move forward? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll start with the tail end. I think what I see is I would love to see more workshops, more retreats, more, sem- more seminars, just dedicated to people, dedicated to women as well, who just want to do something different or what or want to dream. And I'd love to see that be more, more accessible. So I'm always working in my head of trying to figure out, you know, how, how that can work and how I can do it. Um, And for right now, you know, I think the way I help people is truly through ROK leader, because I've taken these academic, you know, high level concepts and made them available to the public in a way that works for everybody. You know, when you're in, when you're in um, higher ed, as, as you know, you sort of have that scholarly academic side where maybe 10 people will read your stuff, but say it's great. But then you also have to pivot and make sure everybody else has access to you and to these concepts. And so that's what ROK Leader does. And I think by putting it out there, available to so many people, um, <laughs> you know, you go on there, a lot of the stuff is, you know, completely free. Uh, I think that really helps getting out of that academic sphere and moving into that public and being able to just shift back and forth. And yeah, in the future, more collaborations, more accessible retreats and workshops, just to get the message out to more people, especially that, you know, it really doesn't matter what stage you're in, you can pivot at any time and there's a way to do it. You're exactly right. And, you know, I was just having a conversation yesterday with someone and I realized that I had to not sound so scholarly, but had to sort Mm -hmm. of break it down. And so you have to know the audience that you're speaking to um, because you can get that blank look like, okay, I don't understand (laughs) anything you're saying. And then you can get people that are on the edge of their seat and they want to just absorb everything that you have to say. Dr. Essie Speaks Educational Consultant is all about sharing resources to help others achieve their goals. So what overall advice, more resources you can provide to others? And, you know, there are so many young people that are getting ready to graduate Mm -hmm. from high school and they're trying to figure it out. Some might do a gap year. Some may go to a four-year university, um, to Mm -hmm. a small local community college. Some may go into the military, do an internship, apprenticeship, go into business. What advice do you give to them as well? Yeah, I would say it sounds incredibly simple, but go ahead and pull out a calendar that shows you what an entire week looks like shows you what the next month look like, looks like the next 12 months, and really just sort of dream up a plan of what that can look like. Because if you don't have it written down, if you can't see how everything's going to function, you won't know where to go next. And so I would say that's the first thing. And then the next thing I would say is don't rule anything out. I have met 70-year-olds who started their own businesses, and it flourished. I have met people who you know, have doctorates and where they started was their local community college with the best professors and the best support system that saw them all the way through. It really, it really doesn't matter where you start because where you end up is where you dream and where you plan. So plan it first and then don't rule out anything that you hear because it might be the thing just for you. Well, you know what? I'm just going to reiterate that for the listening audience. 
dream up a plan. I love that. Dream up a plan. Mm. You must have a plan. And you know, you can't just sit and think and meditate and dream and talk to yourself, but you got to take some action. You got to like what you said, pull out that calendar and think, okay, what am I going to do first? What am I going to do second? Mm -hmm. What is my short-term goal? What is my long-term goal? And don't rule out anything. Be open to everything because guess what? You really grow and get to know yourself when you are pulled and when you are stretched. And you think sometimes that it is impossible for you to do, but that's when you create your best self. So dream up that plan and don't rule anything out. And Dr. Richardson, tell listeners how they can get in contact with you. Yes. So the best way is through my website, ROK Leader. There's an email section that you, it will come straight to my inbox, or you can email me at my other email at sdrichardson09 at gmail.com. Awesome. And Dr. Richardson, thank you so much for being my special guest today to share with the listeners, continue doing the phenomenal things that you're doing, and may God continue to bless you with making an impact in higher education and also ROK leaders. So thank you once again. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Indeed. And as I always say, education is hard work, but it is also heart work. Thanks for listening. And remember to visit my website at www.dressiespeaks.com, where you can find all the links to my podcast, my social media platforms, books, and so much more. Remember to get your copy of Empowered to Win, an international bestseller. Join me each Sunday at 5.30 p.m. for Dr. Essie Speaks Education. Until then, be safe, be blessed, and make a positive difference in the lives of others.